From America's colonial period to her rise to become the richest, most powerful nation in history, the ideas and values that guide us, protect us, and hold our society together flow from the pages of this book of books. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Our founding documents affirm and build on the scriptural concepts of God-given, not state-granted rights, and of liberty under law. The biblical worldview shaped our work ethic, made education a priority, and birthed the notion of finite, limited government under divine authority. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The Pilgrims, the Puritans, the Founding Fathers, and American leaders throughout our history have emphasized the Bible's importance to America. The first and almost the only book worthy of universal attention is the Bible. John Quincy Adams. But for the book, we cannot know right from wrong. All the things desirable to man are contained in it. Abraham Lincoln. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Calvin Coolidge. The Bible Live is your opportunity to listen to the Bible. A 15 to 20 minute reading every weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Now, here's the host of the Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout on this annual excursion through the Word, Sophie Dollar. And what, what an honor it is to be with you each and every evening for this particular purpose, to make our way through the Bible together. Thank you for being a part of the broadcast with us. We are coming down to the closing chapters of the final book of the Bible, the book of the Revelation. We make our way systematically in a very logical, direct way straight through the Bible, Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament and in the New as well. We do alternate back and forth, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, then Matthew, then Numbers and Deuteronomy, then Luke. We alternate back and forth between the Old and New Testaments, but we move straight through them. We have found a schedule of readings that is just marvelous. I can't help but think somehow or other this was part of the original design is to read them in the way that we're reading them because it makes so much sense. And you'll notice so very many times how the passages complement one another. And of course, each and every weeknight, we make our way through the Psalms and the Proverbs as well, what we call our wisdom and worship segment. And we'll be reading from the Proverbs tonight, chapter 30, the second half of this proverb that is based on the sayings of wisdom of Agur, son of Jaqeh. They are nuggets of wisdom based on a God-centered world view. They come with that philosophy behind them. Let's go now and listen to the book of Proverbs on the Bible Life. Proverbs 30, 15 through 33. The leech has two suckers that cry out, More, more! There are three other things, no four, that are never satisfied. The grave, the barren womb, the thirsty desert, the blazing fire. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things I do not understand. How an eagle glides through the sky. How a snake slithers on a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. How a man loves a woman. Equally amazing is how an adulterous woman can satisfy her sexual appetite, shrug her shoulders, and then say, what's wrong with that? There are three things that make the earth tremble. No, four it cannot endure. 
a slave who becomes a king, an overbearing fool who prospers, a bitter woman who finally gets a husband, a servant girl who supplants her mistress. There are four things on earth that are small but unusually wise. Ants, they aren't strong, but they store up food for the winter. Rock badgers, they aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocky cliffs. Locusts, they have no king, but they march like an army in ranks. Lizards, they are easy to catch, but they are found even in king's palaces. There are three stately monarchs on the earth. No, four. The lion, king of animals, who won't turn aside for anything. The strutting rooster, the male goat, a king as he leads his army. If you have been a fool by being proud or plotting evil, don't brag about it. Cover your mouth with your hand in shame. As the beating of cream yields butter and a blow to the nose causes bleeding, so anger causes quarrel. End of reading Proverbs 30, 15 through 33. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. The reading tonight comes from the last book of the New Testament, the last book of the Bible, picking up now in Revelation chapter 6. We just read in our first reading from Revelation these opening chapters of Jesus the Messiah, the glorified, risen, victorious, exalted Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, as he speaks now and reveals himself and reveals a message for the seven churches of Asia Minor, these seven large cities, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Chapter 5, it was a tremendous chapter of worship as the Lamb is qualified to open the seals of the scroll and he is exalted and worshipped in heaven, the Messiah. Now, in chapter 6, we're going to see the beginning of a series of judgments that God will initiate. First, we'll see a series of seals, then the trumpets, then the bowls. Cycles of judgment over the world that have taken place already, many of them throughout the 2,000 years of the church age. We see the evil will increase And ultimately, evil will win out in the human race, except that Messiah returns to judge and defeat evil forever. So we'll start now with chapter 6, and we'll talk more about it after we finish our reading tonight, chapters 6 through 12 on The Bible Live. Revelation 6, 1 through 12, 9. Revelation 6. As I watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Then one of the four living beings called out with a voice that sounded like thunder. Come! I looked up and saw a white horse. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. When the lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second living being say, Come! And another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to remove peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere. When the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, Come! And I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And a voice from among the four living beings said, A loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley for a day's pay, and don't waste the olive oil and wine. And when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, Come! And I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green like a corpse, and death was the name of its rider who was followed around by the grave. 
They were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with a sword and famine and disease and wild animals. And when the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their witness. They called loudly to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before you judge the people who belong to this world for what they have done to us? When will you avenge our blood against these people? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, had been martyred. I watched as the Lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from trees shaken by mighty winds. And the sky was rolled up like a scroll and taken away. And all of the mountains and all of the islands disappeared. Then the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy people, the people with great power, and every slave and every free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who will be able to survive? Revelation 7 then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds from blowing upon the earth. Not a leaf rustled in the trees, and the sea became as smooth as glass. And I saw another angel coming from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted out to those four angels who had been given power to injure land and sea, Wait! Don't hurt the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. And I heard how many were marked with the seal of God. There were 144,000 who were sealed from all the tribes of Israel, from Judah 12,000, from Reuben 12,000, from Gad 12,000, from Asher 12,000, from Naphtali 12,000, from Manasseh 12,000, from Simeon 12,000, from Levi 12,000, from Issachar 12,000, from Zebulun 12,000, from Joseph 12,000, from Benjamin 12,000. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a mighty shout, Salvation comes from our God on the throne and from the Lamb! And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell face down before the throne and worshipped God. They said, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where do they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That is why they are standing in front of the throne of God, serving him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will live among them and shelter them. They will never again be hungry or thirsty, and they will be fully protected from the scorching noontime heat. For the Lamb who stands in front of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to the springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe away all their tears. This is the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 8 
When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. And a great quantity of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people, to be offered on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of the saints ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth. And thunder crashed, lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. The first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down upon the earth. And one-third of the earth was set on fire. One-third of the trees were burned, and all the grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. And one-third of the water in the sea became blood. And one-third of all things living in the sea died. And one-third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. Then the third angel blew his trumpet, and a great flaming star fell out of the sky, burning like a torch. It fell upon one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star was Bitterness. It made one-third of the water bitter, and many people died because the water was so bitter. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, and they became dark. And one-third of the day was dark, and one-third of the night also. Then I looked up, and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air. Terror! Terror! Terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. Revelation 9. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet. And I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air were darkened by the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to hurt the grass or plants or trees, but to attack all the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months with agony like the pain of scorpion stings. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee away. The locusts looked like horses armed for battle. They had gold crowns on their heads, and they had human faces. Their hair was long like the hair of a woman, and their teeth were like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, with power to torture people. This power was given to them for five months. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice spoke to the sixth angel who held the trumpet. Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. And the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on earth. They led an army of 200 million mounted troops. I heard an announcement of how many there were. And in my vision I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that was fiery red and sky blue and yellow. The horses' heads were like the heads of lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. 
one-third of all the people on earth were killed by these three plagues, by the fire and the smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths, but also in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to turn from their evil deeds. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their immorality or their thefts. This is the Bible lie with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 10. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like pillars of fire. And in his hand was a small scroll, which he had unrolled. He stood with his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he gave a great shout, like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. When the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write. But a voice from heaven called to me, Keep secret what the seven thunders said. Do not write it down. Then the mighty angel standing on the sea and on the land lifted his right hand to heaven. And he swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and everything in it, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said, God will wait no longer, but when the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice from heaven called to me again. Go and take the unrolled scroll from the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I approached him and asked him to give me the little scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. At first it will taste like honey, but when you swallow it, it will make your stomach sour. So I took the little scroll from the hands of the angel, and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but it made my stomach sour. Then he said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. Revelation 11 Then I was given a measuring stick, and I was told, Go and measure the temple of God and the altar, and count the number of worshippers. But do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has been turned over to the nations. They will trample the holy city for forty-two months, and I will give power to my two witnesses. And they will be clothed in sackcloth and will prophesy during those 1,260 days. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire flashes from the mouths of the prophets and consumes their enemies. This is how anyone who tries to harm them must die. They have power to shut the skies so that no rain will fall for as long as they prophesy. And they have the power to turn the rivers and oceans into blood, and to send every kind of plague upon the earth as often as they wish. When they complete their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the bottomless pit will declare war against them. He will conquer them and kill them, and their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city which is called Sodom and Egypt, the city where their Lord was crucified. And for three and a half days, all peoples, tribes, languages, and nations will come to stare at their bodies. No one will be allowed to bury them. All the people who belong to this world will give presents to each other to celebrate the death of the two prophets who had tormented them. But after three and a half days, the spirit of life from God entered them. And they stood up, and terror struck all who were staring at them. 
Then a loud voice shouted from heaven, Come up here! And they rose to heaven in a cloud as their enemies watched. And in the same hour there was a terrible earthquake that destroyed a tenth of the city. Seven thousand people died in that earthquake. And everyone who did not die was terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second terror is past, but look, now the third terror is coming quickly. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices shouting in heaven, The whole earth has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders sitting on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped him. And they said, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry with you, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants. You will reward your prophets and your holy people, all who fear your name, from the least to the greatest. And you will destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then in heaven the temple of God was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed and roared. There was a great hailstorm, and the world was shaken by a mighty earthquake. This is the Bible lie with Soapy Dollar. Revelation 12 Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out in the pain of labor as she awaited her delivery. Suddenly I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, with seven crowns on his heads. His tail dragged down one-third of the stars which he threw to the earth. He stood before the woman as she was about to give birth to her child, ready to devour the baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a boy who was to rule all nations with an iron rod. And the child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where God had prepared a place to give her care for 1,260 days. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and the angels under his command fought the dragon and his angels. And the dragon lost the battle and was forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole earth, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. End of reading, Revelation 6, 1 through 12, 9. This is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Throughout all of recorded history, people have wanted to know what will happen in the future. And God reveals that. That is one of the distinctives of the Bible. That is one of the five or six important reasons that we believe that this book is indeed God-breathed, inspired by God. 
there are literally hundreds of prophecies of events, large and small, short-term, middle-term, and long-term prophecies. They have to do with the cities, with empires rising and falling, with individuals at times, with the birth of individuals. And in every case, the prophecies were fulfilled just as they were given. The predictions were completed perfectly. God reveals some of the future, but not all to us. John is stopped from revealing certain parts of his vision in chapter 10 there. An angel also, if you remember, told the prophet Daniel that some visions that he saw were not to be revealed yet to everyone. In Daniel chapter 12, and Jesus told his disciples, the time of the end is known by no one but God the Father. Even as the Messiah, he did not know. It had not been revealed to him. God has revealed all we need to know to live for him now. It is not God's intent to give us an exact timetable, an exact picture of every single event. This is a vision filled with apocalyptic language and apocalyptic characters. Some of that can be understood as you understand the Bible, the red horse, the white horse, what they generally speak of in Scripture. God is describing during the church age, there is going to be continual constant cycles of judgment. As good and evil coexist on planet Earth, there will be tugging back and forth. God has placed in the human experience certain institutions that serve as a break, as a mitigating influence on sin, on wickedness. Family, private property, people groups, different language and culture groups that resist one another. There is human government rightfully exercised, of course, doing the things that government is intended to do, not doing things that government is not intended to do. You'll see the enemy trying to destroy these different institutions. What we have in our favor is the revelation of God's truth, God's people living with God's Holy Spirit dwelling within us. All of these so that it does not go to ultimate judgment. You have these cycles of judgment, the seals, the trumpets, and then the bowls. They are ever increasing in intensity. Evil will win on planet Earth if it isn't for God's supernatural intervention, the return of the Messiah. Evil will win because evil has to keep no rules. Evil can lie, murder, steal, and it does. Ultimately, in a closed system, evil will eventually win, even with those mitigating influences that God has planted in the human race. Yet we are promised and assured that although we will endure some suffering as God's people, we will be delivered. Wow, what an amazing vision. I can understand why Daniel was overwhelmed by the visions that he saw, and John as well here. What he's seeing in these understandings, they must have just astounded him. And remember that the prophet Ezekiel also had a vision in which he was told to eat a scroll filled with judgments against the nation of Israel. The taste of the scroll was sweet in his mouth, but the scroll's contents brought destruction, just like the scroll that John was told to eat tonight in the reading. God's word, the gospel, is sweet to us as believers because it brings encouragement to our lives, but that same gospel also has a bitter side to it because of the coming judgment we must pronounce on those who do not trust God. There are those who say to God, Thy will be done, and those to whom God will finally say, Thy will be done. Which group are you? Hope he reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. 
You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word. 